Hey everybody, welcome back to Let's Unpack That, this is episode 29. We are a media analysis podcast, um, specifically talking about Berserk until it ends, um, as it goes into its post-mirror phase. So, um, I am Cheval, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with my best friend Cal, and um, a lot of sex in today's episode, everybody. We so much, all of it. You ever, you ever, you are you ever Mira and you make two of your OCs fuck? Well, <laughs> god damn it, that's what we're doing today. Um, honestly, probably like this sex scene was more graphic than I was expecting. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah. But, um, very. When I first ran into this, I was like, oh, I had not read about this. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, no one yeah. wants to talk about the consensual sex scene in Berserk. <laughs> only no, the, no. Only the non-con. Only the rape. Boo, boo. But um, yeah, we um, we're recording today on um, 9-11. No, <laughs> no comment there. But we are. But we are also recording this um, two days after the Queen died, if I believe. I'm um, right. th- three. Because Zach's birthday was two days ago, and she died the day before Zach's birthday. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. September eighth is when the Queen died. Um, if you have been on Twitter at all, it has been the funniest time in Twitter um, ever. I, I'm I'm glad everyone's having fun with this. Um, I do not feel bad for the Queen. No. Um, rest in piss, bozo. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, that is kind of that is actually kind of a funny thing to think about, considering one of our. Um, listener question one of our listener um emails today that, that i did want to use that to segue into oh no he's um, from reader mail <laughs> yes yes sorry Joseph. i gotta i gotta go ahead and use that to um segue into reader mail so this is our actually our very first um reader email so shout out to joseph who sent us an email um he said uh, hey we the let's unpack i'm gonna i'm gonna correct that just because um SEO, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, um, he said, hey, the Let's Unpack That podcast. I'm Joe from the UK, and I have only recently stumbled onto the podcast today. I have to say you guys are awesome and have a clear passion for not only podcasting, but Berserk as well. You two have a natural chem- chemistry, so the podcast flows really well, and it's funny at times. Really funny, considering I had to start the podcast over um, <laughs> right before we did this. <laughs> um, I will continue to listen to this great podcast, and I wish you two the best in your podcast journey. Right. So thank you so much. Uh, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really awesome to see that people enjoy it. Um, it, it shows that when we ask for emails at the end, somebody is listening. So I appreciate it. Cause um, yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you for listening. If you are sad about the queen, I am sorry for making fun of that just cause it hurts your feelings. Yeah, just a little bit. But only for yeah, you. Yeah, just, only, for, only for you though. Just we're, because you sent us a letter. We're Americans and also we don't like, a lot of institutional powers, so don't take it too personally if you do like the Queen. I'm sorry. Right. No, it depends how far he got into the podcast, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, uh... they just listened to, like, the first two episodes. <laughs> no. It's fine. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. But no, thank you so much, Joseph. We appreciate you sending stuff in. And if you guys want to send stuff in like that, just um, shoot us a Gmail. Um, we're unpacking it at gmail.com. Um, and, I mean, you can use whatever email. I mean, email's been monopolized. something that that kind God, of yeah, fucked me up the other day. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead and email us there. And yeah, no, just wanted to start that out. I I didn't mean to do that. I just realized that I was rereading his letter and I realized he's from the UK. So yeah, I mean, we were probably going to start with the timing. thing happening. 
<laughs> knowing us. But yeah, no, like we we happily receive compliments, obviously. But if you want to like talk about anything with us or you have like a cool berserk thing you want to share with us, we are totally yeah. down to uh, t- take your question and talk about it on the podcast before we get going with our like, you know, our usual routine. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks thanks for sending that in, Joseph. And um now we will resume our treasonous yeah. <laughs> acts. I mean, which is funny because isn't it isn't it supposed to be like super fun super like American to make fun of like okay. British stuff? Like they're dead leaders. Like I thought that, yeah. that was the the vibe. And then I see all these people being like, yo, I think Greg Abbott was like RIP the Queen, and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? In Texas? <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> Great, yeah, of course you would, though. I don't yeah. know. It's been really wild to me, people's reactions. And I do think a lot of that has to do with, like, how weirdly into the royal family people have gotten with, like, I don't know, with, like, Diana and with, like, uh, Meghan Markle and what's his... Yeah. yeah I forget his name. Harry, um, I think. Thank you. I was like, I can... It's one of them. It's a really British name. Um, but, yeah, I feel like people have just gotten, like, so into that in a very weird way and then there's also just like so much British media that I feel like especially our age group has consumed like IT crowd and um freaking Doctor Who and stuff so people have like a very built-up affinity for England and I was saying England is like the worst place in the world but like (laughs) (laughs) it's just very funny like as Americans to be like, oh man, I love the queen, and I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, would be like yeah, people I, missing the president if he died, you know? Right. That's that's the thing, right? Like, I I don't understand like people actually feeling bad. Like, oh my god, she died. Especially because let's pause here for a second. Yeah, she wasn't assassinated. She was 96 years <laughs> old. So old. The bitch was gonna die. Like, it was only a matter of time, right? This wasn't, like, Shinzo Abe getting, you know, murked by a science project or anything like that, right? This was, like... God bless her. She was an, an, old, an old man. Yeah, no, right? I mean... And by, by the way, somebody did mention this on Twitter as well. Um, Gorbachev, Abe, and... Oh my and the god, queen you're right. All passed away this summer. Isn't that fucking insane? Reparations. Is, yeah, right. This is the reparations. The, those those witches who put a curse on Trump like seven years ago, they like finally like panned out. Oh, maybe like, maybe it was <laughs> the people who cursed the moon, like it's finally yeah. happening. <laughs> yes, if I they're like it just takes uh three to four business years yeah. uh, for it to actually start happening. But yeah. but once it does, you can take credit for it. So it's all good. <laughs> Um, love, love, I saw love my Instagram, which is yeah, a really funny post about uh, Gorbachev because I think like they stopped. I think Pizza Hut is no longer like operating in Russia, and someone made a joke like a few <laughs> days before he died. I was like, oh man, Gorbachev's not gonna live through this one, and then he fucking died. Because <laughs> 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 apparently okay. he had a bunch of ads for them or something like that, and like I, it was some fucking tears. That shit was funny. Okay, you just made something make way more sense to me. Okay. Because I <laughs> I saw so many memes involving Pizza Hut and Gorbachev, I really did not understand. I was, like, out of... Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, seeing them all over my timeline, and I'm like, I must be 
like out of the loop on something that makes way more sense because I remember when Gorbachev died, I was like, no, that, that didn't happen. Like, I know he's old as shit, right. but like, no. Like, nah. And, and you already know me, like with, you know, I, I, I called it. I thought, I thought the queen was dead, uh, like, like six months ago. Oh, yeah. We thought back in like, <laughs> like January yeah. and we were like, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's in the ground. There is no way. Yeah, she's in like they, they just, cryo right now. <laughs> Which which is funny because I'm pretty sure like a few weeks ago they like paraded her around in like the drop top and like we're like look she's here oh yeah which is funny because they probably probably gave the bitch COVID oh my god oh my god I I'd really be dead to show off that she's alive oh my god yeah let's take our elderly uh, monarch out in the midst of like two pandemics that are happening it really great stuff guys good job. Um. <laughs> good, good shit, good shit. See, I, I, I just, I have just been loving the last few days of people having to explain, you know, why colonialism, colonialism is bad. Oh my god! I, I saw one person. I actually ended up just muting them. I didn't. I followed them like a long time ago, and they said, "All right, y'all know I don't keep up with this stuff. No. Was she, was she a bad person? Why am I not supposed to like?" Bro. And. Oh like grown grown man like in his 30s like not like a, uh-uh. like a teenager or like like grown ass man and i just said you ever heard of colonialism and then i just muted him because i was like I, i'm not i'm not no like i feel like i learned that a lot of people really do just like think of like their state or their city as like the whole world no they do it's true <laughs> then, yeah so so i i do love seeing a lot of questions of people being like wait why do people hate the queen so much i don't get it I like, I think that that's really funny. It's it's really hard to tell if people are joking sometimes too because I've literally seen like upwards of eight Tumblr asks sent to people. Yes, I use I still use Tumblr. Leave me alone. Um, where it's like, so like, what what plop, what problematic thing did the Queen do? Like, I'm not like, do you have like any like sources or receipts? And someone was like, go read a Give fucking history book, like. It's, I don't know, like, if you can't comprehend, like, why people don't like the British monarchy at all, I'm assuming you also don't comprehend why people, like, don't like the president and don't like the vice president. Yeah. You know, if you're American, that is, you know, like, with other places, I kind of get, I don't know. I mean, like, you know what? No, I don't get it, because England has, like, colonized (laughs) most places at some point. Well, that's my thing, right? Like, like. Americans, at least we, I thought we at least knew our own history. Like we split off from them because we were bigger weirdos, yeah. than weirdos that were in, <laughs> that were in um, uh, the UK, right? Right. So my my thing is that like we already know that story. Like, what about all the super violent ones? Like, why don't people know more about like? Oh, I don't know. Um, all the British shit in India and um, yeah, the entire reason cool. Hong Kong is the way it is. Yes. Like, I don't... Yeah, there's like, so much. It, there's so much. They have their hands in every little fucking thing in, in every little country. We have to talk a lot of shit about America, but yeah. they're like the OGs of that shit. Like, well, just getting super in the gritty. Yeah, like, they like yeah. to pretend that's like over it in the past or whatever. And they're like, oh, America's the one doing mm-hmm. it all now. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like America doesn't do things. It isn't currently doing things. We talk about that pretty mm-hmm. regularly here. But like, yeah. <laughs> whenever I see a British person being like, oh, Americans and their shootings, I'm just like, okay, do you really want to like 
do a little tit for tat right now because I'll do it with you. Okay, Mister Stabby. Okay, Mister <laughs> yeah, Mister like... Knife Crimes. Like get the like, get the fuck out of here. Like like well, that's my thing, right? Is like is like it's funny because I've met British people who actually do get really upset if you've mentioned that. Okay, don't <laughs> bring up the guns. Have a lot more stabbings then, there. Yeah, then don't bring up the guns. Like I I agree, right? It's like it's like this weird um, thing where people like to say it's old, right? It's like what people already do with, like, a, like the transatlantic, like, slave trade, right? They're like, yeah. oh, it was a while ago. Oh we we God, don't see the yeah. effects of that anymore, even though the effects are still being, like, rippling throughout society I mean, every day, right? We literally have, like, the American prison system still, but no, slavery's over. Slavery's like, over. It's not... It's not like when I lived... <laughs> it's not like when I lived in Jordan, they were trafficking women from Southeast Asian countries or anything like that. No, you made that up. No, I made it up. There's no indentured servitude. Um, I can say that now because I'm not in Jordan anymore, so the police isn't going to get me, hopefully. Yeah, but, no, um... they're not going <laughs> to fly, fly you out. Okay, if they did fly out, though, that'd be kind of wild. Oh, no, like, <laughs> Muhabarat shows up at my door, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? How did you find me? And they're like, ah. No, yeah, I... <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know people should kind of read up on history and remember that um, the British rebrand did work, and we all really like Sherlock Holmes and like the Japanese. Um, yeah, it's just like the, it's just like the Japanese rebrand, right? It, it worked so well because everybody got used to those same three British actors mm-hmm. and the same four stories they like to tell and the Hobbit and all that shit. But um, listen. Uh, they they're evil (laughs) like monarchies are are the original like evil and like yeah america remixed it a bit but like the uk still has their hands and like everything i mean like i said it's the reason africa's fucked up in a lot of different ways um it's the reason a lot of different places are fucked up in a lot of different ways so yeah i i i really don't like go go just read because the thing is the good thing about this is they're going to be a lot of debriefers so go like just google what did the queen do wrong oh yeah you'll get like five articles articles probably popped up yeah (laughs) like just right off the top just skim it and be like oh okay i have a like rough rundown of this and nowhere to read up on now just just read some more stuff i don't know listen to the article if it has like a recording or whatever whatever you right just um here's a hint they didn't fucking invent they didn't invent tea. They stole all that shit. No, shh. The British tea is the best tea or something. They didn't take it from anywhere. It's fine. They didn't take it from India. They didn't take all the spices and then proceed to not use them. Like, like, like we have these jokes already. That's where they come from. They stole everything. No, <laughs> that's, why, that's why they're unseasoned. The past. It's the past. <laughs> I don't know. I, um... <laughs> I was in um, the Guilty Gear group chat that I'm in when mm-hmm. she died, um, and so we were talking about it, and one of the mods who I'm actually friends with was like, well, like, we were all kind of dodging it because we're not supposed to talk about, like, super political stuff, so Noah was, like, outright saying things or, like, goofing mm-hmm. too hard because we were trying to, like, test the waters a little bit, but... Um, How do people feel about it in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but one of the mods was like, well, I'm Welsh. So I don't particularly care for the royal family, and I'm gonna leave it at that. And I was like, "You're so right, Walsh." Um, that's his. That's his username. Um, but, oh, that's that's even funnier. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm Scottish, Irish, and Welsh. I feel like in like in my blood, I 
have like a deep oh, you hate these hatred. Motherfuckers. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's in there, you know. I've I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that recently, anyways. And then this happened, and I was like, oh, cool. I can celebrate my heritage oh, by shitting on the mar- monarchy. Um, there was a post going around with like uh. There, it was at an Irish football game, and they were all, like, singing a song about her being dead. And, like, everyone in the comments yes. was like, did they just have this ready? And I was like, I mean, probably. But probably. also, it's just a football chant. So, like, I, you can modify any football chant and get it going in, like, one minute. But it was just really funny because people were like, do, like, do the Irish just, like, have this, like, on lock? And I was like, I mean, probably. Probably. They're mad for a good reason. Like... <laughs> They fucked all their shit up. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah. there's so much. And, like, here's the, th- okay, here's another thing to me. You know how, like, a lot of Americans like to be like, well, like, you know, the Irish were enslaved and stuff, too, right? And then they, like, go and, like, hype up the England. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, who are you? That just, shows, that just shows you for some people it is just about whiteness, right? Oh, it, it is. Has nothing, it has nothing to do with, like, actually saying anything because you're absolutely right like it's the same people who will be like yeah but you know britain's so funny and cute look at their little uh war criminal old lady like yeah no puppies or something i don't know oh yeah yeah no uh no but um yeah god i i don't know i've been thinking about that a lot and i've i had been reading recently about how like um there's, there's like a pretty big difference between Irish and Irish American sentiments about things because, you know, a lot of Irish Americans have like joined the police force and it's become like almost kind of a institution, I guess, in that mm-hmm. way. And I think that's yeah. really important to talk about because a lot of people have been talking recently about how like, you know, American and blank identities are like kind of a separate entity from wherever they're from, you know. And yeah. they have their own culture and everything. And I think that's really important to, like, talk about because it doesn't make, like, you know, like, Chinese-American food any less, you know, Chinese in that way. But it's also, like, a different thing entirely, you know? So, I don't know. I, a lot of interesting conversations about that. And I've been thinking about that with, like, being Irish-American and stuff as well. So, I don't know. More stuff. More yeah. food thought, for sure. I'll probably ruminate on that more and talk about it another time. But... But thinking no, about yeah. it a lot with the queen dying and some people being like, no, like, we gotta support the monarchy. And I'm like, who, who, who yeah, are you? Because it, it, it just reminds me of that thing where, like, you know, a lot of people are like, what is, like, white person culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because white people do have, like, history. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we like to make a lot of jokes about that. But, like, people, white people do have history that isn't just all about, like, you know, starting mm-hmm. America and shit. Like they got fucked up too along the way like especially like irish people and scottish people and all that shit so like i think it's really funny because like these are the moments where it is like good to be like hey maybe like think about why you like especially like people who are just like oh that's sad why do you think that that's sad just because somebody died mm-hmm. um and also just because somebody died from old age that you don't know i don't know i don't know like i yeah. it's one of those things where it's like context matters besides just oh no someone died i'm sad like yeah, or like, it's, oh, we should yeah. always be respectful of this. And like, in my opinion, like, I mean, obviously, Cheval and I have been clowning for like 20 minutes or whatever, you know, like, obviously, <laughs> we don't think much of that. But like, I think people have reason to celebrate the death of someone who's like committed atrocities to like their group of people, whether it's like in their lifetime or not, you know, 
Like, I think that's understandable and acceptable. And, like, if America... I mean, like... Okay, I'm going to use kind of an extreme example. And I might be kind of out of pocket (laughs) here. And you you can... Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm in. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, Saddam Hussein was killed, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. everyone in the States was super hype about that shit, right? Because they viewed him as an evil person. But... Yeah, they they aired that shit on television. Yeah. So... Why is that so different from the queen who has had thousands and thousands of people killed, has colonized entire nations, has stolen and taken things from people they may never get back? Why can that not be celebrated in a similar way, you know? No, that's an excellent point. See, I thought you were about to say something actually crazy. Oh, no. that's, (laughs) That's like, I feel like that's like super logical because, I mean... If, yeah, exactly. If we're going to do the tit-for-tat thing, right? But that's the thing. That was what that time was about. It right. was about, we hate this specific type of brown person, so we're going to be really happy when, you know, they're killed or whatever. Yeah. And for some reason, all the white monarchs that cause destruction are just like, oh, but, you know, they're royal. Yeah, like, it's like I wait, mean, what? he was a leader, too, you know? He was a country exactly. leader, which is why I'm using that point, because he exactly arguably, not like... He wasn't, well, there were a lot of things he was doing. I want to make it clear. I don't like Saddam Hussein. I'm just using the Yeah, Sad you actually like, have to say <laughs> I know. that. Like, I just want to, to clarify that. for the people who may have like a little poor like comprehension of things and just like really lay it out. I do not like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> I fucking lived in, you know, I lived in the Middle East like post all of that and saw a lot of the fallout, you know, and mm. there's a lot of stuff with like, you know, ISIS coming to power and like how that affected things and. Uh, there, you know, I've had people like taken from my neighborhoods to like work for, you know, armies that they didn't want to work for in that kind of vein. So I, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for people who he hurt, like even outside of the States, but I just think it's very interesting how people have this idea of what is good and bad and how that is often very tied to like whiteness you know and white oh, whiteness being good because the same with um fuck a fucking uh north korea guy kim jong-un is that right yeah yeah, yeah kim yeah kim jong-un yeah. i couldn't remember if that was the right one um but yeah i mean people celebrated his death and everything you know like oh no yeah kim jong-il yeah kim, Il. kim jong-un is the one that's currently okay yeah. i was like i feel like i'm wrong but yeah okay yeah. cool thank you for thinking <laughs> that yeah but um you know there's that whole thing. So, what is the, where's the line there? I guess. Yeah. No. And see, and this is why it's important to kind of like I don't know. I feel like the thing about white supremacy or whatever being like a meme now or being like a thing everybody quote unquote knows about right. is that it kind of turned into what racism turned into, which is like if you're not burning a cross in somebody's yard or um, yelling slurs at somebody on the highway. Um, or you're not a skinhead, then you're not actually a racist or a white supremacist. Yeah. But the thing is, is that that's what a lot of that is just whiteness, like letting people get away with shit. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, we have we have all, our white monarchical leaders that we look to, right, as Americans. Apparently, I'm saying this apparently because yeah. a lot of people who are like, oh no, the queen. And like you said, but apparently when Saddam Hussein and them were doing their shit, we didn't respect their royalty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's always, like, a, a, a double standard when it comes to white people. Mm-hmm. 
like around the world. And I feel like that's why I don't like whenever people try to be like, oh, none of this really matters. Right. Like, it doesn't it doesn't actually mean anything bad people are bad people and it's like okay just because you didn't like see a, a photo of like you know queen elizabeth like executing somebody i yeah, like, it's not like the ak-47 <laughs> is mowing down a lot of people right right or like or like you know all the weird images we all like have a burned into our heads of saddam hussein as americans uh, like, yeah unfortunately yeah yeah, it, it, yeah exactly it's it's just, it, it is like a double standard thing. Because like you said, they're both bad fucking people. But why does she get like this like, oh, I'm this cutesy old white lady thing. Especially because I saw a lot of people doing this thing where they were like, she didn't want to have the position, but she did it as well as she could. Like, no, we're not going to ah, girl James boss the went, fucking queen. Oh my god. Barf. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Like, no, we're not going to do that thing where it's like, oh, she was a victim of circumstance, but also she was really good at being a fucking uh-uh. war criminal. Like, no, get get the fuck out of here. That's, like, that's fucked mm-mm. up. Sorry. I, I, I hadn't seen that. I should have expected that, you know, with how people love yeah. the boss stuff. But like. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that new wave. It's like the newest wave of feminism where right. it's like girl boss, where she doesn't have a responsibility to take any care of anybody but herself because. Yeah capitalism even though like that doesn't make any fucking sense um, it just makes me think of that meme where it's like oh thank god like a woman president sent these drones to strike us or whatever. <laughs> yes <laughs> but this one's a democrat yeah it's literally <laughs> that meme like yeah i i don't i don't understand you know it but no you 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 made an excellent point it is like kind of something for everybody to think about cuz you know we like to focus on white people a lot but everybody should think about like why were, were we so hyped when Kim Jong-il died and when all these other people die, but the queen dies from the country we literally split from. Yeah. Like, we we literally split from them because we said, fuck that shit. It, monarchy we, suck. We still make fun of Canada for still being, like, technically a part of that shit, you know? like Right. Like, like fucking, my parents just got back from Jamaica. They still have British everything all oh, over God. everything because they colonized the yeah. fuck out of them. And... I haven't even, t- now I think about, I haven't talked to my dad about it yet, but I'm just kind of laughing because I'm like, yeah, uh, they should be celebrating too because fuck the queen. But you never know because these colonized territories, yeah. you know, places that are actually colonized, not America, um, they fucking like are brainwashed. So you don't even know if you can talk to some people about this over there. It's insane. So there's definitely yeah. something to be said for like the indoctrination and like, honestly, like the trauma and the intergenerate intergenerational trauma that goes on there where it just like is passed on and passed on you know and yeah, like yeah. i i do think with the queen also there's that element of like um you know like how with white women they have that fragility or whatever it's like one of those yes. things right because you can't say anything bad about her because she's an old white woman or whatever you know like why mm-hmm. would you say something mm-hmm. like that and she has like this very granny image somehow and that really works that for her benefit you know there's a lot yeah. to be said about that. It's it's a lot. And, you know, it's it's that thing where I, <laughs> the, the criticizing white women thing, people are like, but they're women. But it's like, no, like, like sorry. Like, I, I don't know no. what else to tell you, but like. You're still the white. Innocent, I'm still yeah. white, you know, like there's, there's exactly. things I have to reckon with. I, am I a woman? I don't know. You will. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> determined. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, why? I saw like a, I may have said this on here before, I saw a post that was like, I'm only a woman when it's funny. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's yes. me. Um, yes. <laughs> but I'm it's like, but like, I don't know, like there's things, 
I still have to check myself on it. I'm like, ooh, that was gross. Why did I do that? You know, why did mm. I think that? And it's something, it's a constant thing. And most people don't get that. It's not just like, ooh, I considered a racism. I'm good now. You know, like there's yeah. always something <laughs> you need to like examine about yourself if you are white, if you are a woman, if you, even if you are like uh, LGBT, queer, whatever you want to call yourself. Like, I feel like a lot of those people try to excuse themselves from things. We've talked about that here. I've had conversations yes. on Twitter about it before. It's, there's just always some excuse if you have any kind of minority where you try to distance yourself, from, you know, from like the cishet white men or whatever. When in reality, like, there's a lot of things you need to consider and how you interact with people is different on different levels. So it's always good to be thinking about that constantly. Right. Um, right. Exactly. Just to kind of keep that in the back of your head, yeah. because I, I, I feel like we're kind of entering this weird stage of that where, you know, like there's still a lot of things coming up where it's like, but she's a woman, mm -hmm. like she's a white woman. Like, she couldn't have known that. I still remember when all the Elizabeth Holmes stuff was coming out and I talked to my boss about it, who's a white woman. And she was like, um, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe she didn't know exactly what was going on. And I was like, huh? I was like, excuse you? Like, like you, th you think you think she, she didn't know she was lying about the technology she knew didn't exist? Yeah. Like, I... Oh, that check. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Elizabeth Holmes. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and I still see it happen all the time, but then, you know, you have, I mean, we talked about it last week about like the censorship thing, like you have Beyonce and Lizzo, they have to go turn around and change their songs in three seconds. Yeah. Um, like, should that word have been like, in there? No, probably not. But also like y'all went real hard <laughs> on that all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. When you're still defending like Eminem songs from like way back in like early two thousands too, like it's not a look, it's a bad look. Um, like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, and especially when you have people like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift who had um, songs from the two thousands that were basically, you're gay and I don't like you. <laughs> it's basically yeah. what the songs amount to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it's kind of two faced, right? So I, I don't know. It's um. I, I, I agree. It's just a lot to think about when, you know, a monarch dies, somebody that has had genuinely like riveting effects on the world, not positive, by the way, like just incredible like effects on the world within the past 70 years or so. And then just going, eh, I don't think that that's that bad. She was a cute old lady. Yeah. I don't think she actually did anything, which is like, that's just some wild shit. And it shows how well like news media, like, and like, you know, the ability to kind of like make a narrative work. Slap. Slap. We could definitely, we could definitely we'll revisit. You know, spend forever on this, but in, in, and we have more time at the end of the episode. So in, in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and get to what I promise is not a porn podcast. Um, yeah, def definitely not that. And I keep I, it I as PG 13 as possible. As PG 13 Even though it's as possible. definitely an R rated podcast. No, definitely R rated. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to do that weird thing that I've heard some podcasters do where they're like, we got an email from our 14-year-old um, listener, and oh. you keep going, buddy. Oh. It's for like a true crime podcast or Oh, shit. God. Yeah, I hey, like yo, 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 I'm just going to put it out there. If you're like 14 or 15 listening to this, you probably shouldn't be listening to yeah. this. Yeah, I'm not your mom. Guy. I'm going to not I'm, tell you what to do, but like, I don't know. Just, I, I had this conversation earlier this week, I think, where I was like, 
oh yeah, there's a lot of music that like I like, but that doesn't mean I would introduce it to like a kid necessarily, you know? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about this. Like if you are 14 or 15 and listening to this, like you know, you can hit the yes, I'm 18 button on websites or whatever, but like don't don't tell us. <laughs> don't listen. Yeah. Also don't. It's yeah, this is no, not for kids. Not, yeah, no. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, no. Yeah, get out of here. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and give us a little little rundown of what happened last time cuz uh Last last episode is pretty pretty you know pretty easy stuff. It was basically just Casca being like, "Oh hey, Guts is back. I'm gonna try to murder him." But you know, and then I'm gonna throw myself off a cliff. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So who was it? Who was it that um the guy in the the guy in all of the racist um garb? What was his name again? Oh, uh, Salat. Yes, yes, Salat. So Salat um got beat off with his men as well. Um, uh, they all got kicked away from the camp by the band of the hawk after they tried to ambush them for a bounty uh guts gets his little welcome back from his men they all drink all night um but now we're you know making guts feel like shit and be like hey dude you weren't here for us man relax and also costco worked really hard to get us back to where we are after getting um 30 bullets in the fucking back and going into a coma so (laughs) um After Guts is like, yeah, I know, I understand. I wasn't here for that. Um, he, he eventually is like, yeah, maybe I should talk to Casca about this. So, you know, one morning he's up before his men. Casca walks him over, walks over to him. is like, hey, come here. So, you know, what they what he thinks is going to be a talk eventually turns into a full on sword fight between him and Casca because she is really fucking mad at him. And uh, whoopsie, she actually stabs him right while she's telling him that, you know, he caused all of this. He's the reason that Griffith is locked up. He's the reason that Griffith um, left the band of La Hawk and they're at like half of their numbers now. And, you know, just, just really going in on them right before stabbing him, right? But, you know, after stabbing him, she kind of just, you know, backs off and is like, listen, I know that I'm not supposed to be with Griffith, but um, I, I thought I could have something with him, right? But now all of that's gone and my dreams ended, so I'm going to jump off a cliff. And, um... <laughs> Before she um, finishes jumping off of the cliff, uh, Guts is able to grab her with his bloody hand that he was using to hold the sword that had his wound that, you know, caused the wound in him. And after he pulls her up, she sobs on him, you know, after, you know, basically calling him a fool for bleeding all over her. And they share a kiss, which is where we ended up today. Congratulations. We're getting a lot better at these summary things, everybody. We don't want (laughs) to... And we're not trying to drag that part out too much. If you... Uh, if you're coming into this after not listening for a while or something, uh, go listen to the previous episode. We got a full entire rundown there, but we're trying to keep the summaries a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So with that, today, and by the way, today we, we are doing two chapters because it kind of nicely wraps up um, the paperback volume that this was from, the original um, Dark Horse version, which we are legally reading on readberserk.com. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is in volume four of, uh, the deluxe edition. Three. three. Oh, it's in volume three of the deluxe edition. Okay. I'm further ahead than I thought it was. Yeah. yeah you're okay, pretty so far volume... ahead. I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's in volume three of the deluxe edition. Um, and the name of the chapter is wounds chapter one. And that's the name of today's, of today's chapter is, um, wounds. So I'll go ahead and take the first one. Um, and I apologize to Cal for 
No, uh, I gave you one. some other ones last time, so <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one, this one. Th- th- these are these are kind of rough. Um, I, there's already content warnings and stuff, but yeah, if, if sexual trauma is not really your thing or you can't really handle that, I would skip around today. But yeah, no, that's something we kind of kind of talk about. But yeah, so wounds chapter one. So we start with what I believe is Casca's thoughts. You know as um, Guts was leaving from his duel with Griffith, where he finally left the band a year ago, you know, she talks about how she realized that day that more than Griffith brought to his knees um, from his first defeat, she couldn't tear her way, her way, her eyes away from Guts as he was leaving. So, you know, she was really wondering if she had like left all that behind and like, you know, wasted her time living as his sword and with her unrequited feelings. But then we flash to, um, guts naked over Casca, right? And they've taken all of their armor off. Um, they've kind of set everything down kind of nicely. I mean, there's a lot of like sim- easy symbolism in here. Like, you know, they laid their swords down on top of each other. All their armor's kind of commingled. But, um, you know, G- Guts is kind of like, you know, crawling over Casca, about to like mount her basically. But it's, it's really funny. You can see they're both really nervous because he's got like sweat. He's like sweating and she's like shaking and stuff, which. Guts kind of calls out and he's like, are you scared? And she's like, you know, I wonder if this is going to wind up changing, you know, things, you know, as she, you know, kind of still covers herself from Guts. And she wonders if, you know, by doing this with him, if everything from yesterday, everything she felt so desperately will become a lie. Like, you know, her feelings won't matter and it'll all, be, it'll all fade away and it'll all be gone. She starts calling herself a coward and, you know, gut starts, you know, touching her, rubbing her on over like her body, which we know that we know she has like a lot of scars, which is <laughs> realistic considering, um, you know, they're fucking warriors. But, you know, guts notices that some of them are from the arrows and that there are little ones and big ones everywhere. You know, Costa gets really self-conscious and covers herself back up. Right. <laughs> and my favorite part of this chapter guts is like, well, what's the point in hiding them now? Right. Like, I'm used to them. And we're both naked. Like they're, they're, they're like medals for mercenaries. And she's, you know, Casca kind of, you know, keeps sinking into herself a little bit. And she's like, well, even I'm a woman. <laughs> women don't have. And, yeah. Women, women don't. Yeah. No. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Guts is like, yeah, no, I know that, you know, and you get all jealous and you get mad fast and you're quick and you're quick to hit. You're pl- you're plenty womanly, you know, just a little warm massage and just s- sprinkled sprinkled on top. You know, he's like, I feel it to the bone, but you know, I get it already. I know how serious you were. Nobody lies their way into a body with this many scars. I understand. And you know, he tells her about the jinx of the battlefield that you know, if you spend too much time focused on the dead, you'll find death right next to you. And you know, he said he saw death next to her earlier. Which could be referring to, you know, when we saw her pass out in the camp or, you know, the silent treatment she's been giving him. But he, you know, pulls her closer and tells her, don't think about these things. Right now, all you need to do is feel alive. And, you know, he starts to initiate and, you know, we get more Casca's feelings. She's like, you know, that, you know, she knows that my feelings for, for him are not, you know, lies. And so we begin... Uh, Mira's journey into hentai, everybody. Congratulations! We it took us it took us forty six chapters, but we got our um, first like consensual sex scene in, in Berserk, right? So 
they're both they they kind of mention this later right where they're both virgins so they're like taking each other's virginities right so you know we get a lot of breast squeezing a lot of touching a lot of you know intimate stuff yeah a lot of foreplay uh guts guts isn't guts definitely eats ass we we figured that out thank you mira um (laughs) (laughs) and you know he eventually like kind of stands up and he's like got her against the tree and he's having sex with her. It's like in, I will say like, it's, it's well drawn, right? It's kind of one of those things where I was reading it and I was like, Oh, this is like porn now. This is hilarious. But after all of the other nudity and stuff we got, right. It's not really that surprising, but you know, there, this goes on for several more pages. Sorry. If this is an erotica podcast that you were looking for, I'm not doing we're it. Not right that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. But, you know, part of part of what happens while they're going is that, you know, Guts is really rough on her. Um, she starts bleeding at some point as well, which, again, is probably Mira doing the whole this is her first time thing. Uh, the hymen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, <laughs> but you know, actually, you know, while he's got Casca against the tree and they're having sex, he starts to have a really awful flashback. So Guts kind of like comes out of his body and goes back to the moment where um, his rapist, when he was a child, had a rag in his mouth and was about to, you know, assault him. All you can think about is, you know, the guy saying that Gambino sold him out, his nightmare of Gambino ripping his own head off from, you know, where he slit his throat, saying that he should have died. And when he goes back, when, you know, we go back to reality and kind of see what's happening, right? And from Casca's perspective, Guts stops, right? Like, he, he stops interacting with her and she's like guts what's going on right and before she realizes it he reaches and like grabs her by the neck right and like starts choking her and we kind of get this parallel image of what looks like gambino's hands reaching for him to choke him when he was a child and that's what he sees in his eyes and before he looks back at it right like him and Casca, you know still up against the tree but he's got his hands all the way around her throat and that is where we end Wounds chapter one. And as you guys can tell, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, so this is also part of the reason we did two chapters. Yeah, it's, it's two two chapters. And, like, really, like, once again, like, slight sorry for the people who are expecting an erotica podcast. If you want to see more of that, like, the chapters are there. I do think it's well done. Yeah. But I also think that this is meant to be a direct contrast to something else, which makes me feel differently about it. So I am going to go ahead and pass it over to Cal. <laughs> Slash. So, <laughs> I get the fun. <laughs> I get the super fun chapter this time. Um, yes. So, yes. Guts is continuing to have like these flashbacks, and like he's not like fully anchored in reality right now. He's, you know, he's kind of going between like his nightmares that he had, where Gambino's head is like coming off, and he's, you know, re-experiencing what happened when uh, he was assaulted. And he he's reaching out, and it he views himself as like strangling himself as a kid. Um, so that's what he's seeing in his mind's eye right now. He's not registering that it's Casca at all. Um, so he's strangling her, and he doesn't really snap out of it until she finally manages to like make a noise, and then like all of a sudden he's like. Oh, oh, sh- oh, fuck. And he drops her immediately. Um, and she's, <laughs> you know, she's, like, leaned up, slumped against the tree, and he's, like, backing up, like, looking down at his hands. 
And she's kind of like, hey, what the fuck, man? Like, why'd you yeah. do that? And he he suddenly, like, leans forward and, like, slams his fists against the tree. And he's like, I didn't want that to happen. And, like, when I first started, I was like, oh, I mean, of course you didn't. And then he goes on and he's like, I didn't mean to kill you, Gambino. And Casca thoroughly confused by this point. She's like, okay, I kill someone? And... You know, Guts is still kind of not fully in reality at this point, and he's just kind of spilling his <laughs> spilling his gut. Um, he's, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, sorry, uh, nervous laughter for this part. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's telling her everything. Basically, he's, he tells her about um, when Donovan was like leaned over him and pinning him down, and. You know, he's like, I, I was a kid, I couldn't do anything at all, and kind of starts laughing a little bit. He's, like, really kind of unhinging at this point, and he's like, well, so I murdered him, and I made it look like a death in, in battle, and Casca's like, okay, she's, she's trying to, like, make sense of everything. She's like, so Gambino assaulted you, and you killed him, and he goes, no, and he, like, slams his hands on, like, either side of her. And, you know, he's he's very insistent at this point. He's like, Gambino was different. Like, I didn't mean to kill him. He took me in. Like, he taught me everything. Um, and he's kind of breaking down at this point, going from, like, you know, he he's kind of gone from, like, shock to anger to, like, being vengeful to, like, being sad at this point. And he, you know, he's like, you know, he did all this stuff for me. So why did he sell me out to Donovan? And he's, like, on all fours, like, in front of her at this point, just crying. And he's, like, you know, he's, he's always drinking after he lost his leg. And he would talk to his dog, but he wouldn't even talk to me. He wouldn't even call my name. And he got drunk and suddenly attacked me. And when I looked, like, I thought he was going to avoid the blow that I, like, struck. But when I looked, my sword was just in his throat. And he's, you know, he's crying and Casca's like still, still buffering a little, trying to catch up. Um, yeah. Guts goes on and he's like, he told me I should have died. And he said I should have died 11 years before beneath my mother's corpse. And, he should, you know, he's just apologizing. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Gambino. And he finally calls him father. And Casca is absorbing this. And she doesn't really know what to do. And she's very shaken at this point her hand is trembling but she still tries to reach out and like comfort him but the second she touches him he like whips upright like just goes ramrod straight and looks like <laughs> completely shocked like he was in his own little world and you know he's still crying and he finally sees her and he's like oh, oh shit <laughs> i didn't mean to do that whoops oh, whoopsie yeah. <laughs> you know and she's <laughs> She's very sympathetic, but he's like, you know, sorry, I, I did something horrible. And he's crying again, and he's like, you know, this was your first time, and I just did that <laughs> to you, all of whatever that was. And, you know, she starts to t speak, but he gives her his cape to cover up, and he's like, well, I can't, like, tell you to forget it, because it's happened, but if you want me to, like, fuck off, I'll... I'll go if you tell me and I'll make it up in battle to you and you know she stands up and she's like 
so you like and he's like yeah i i killed my father there's like this moment of silence between them and he's like i meant to get over it like a long time ago and i didn't even remember it like at all this past year i didn't think about it once you know why did it have to come back now and he's like it's it's stupid because i've killed so many people at this point so why is this like the one thing that has stuck with me so much and at this point, Casca hugs him from behind, and she's like, and he's like, nah, like, we shouldn't do this right now, you know, it'd just be us licking each other's wounds. And she's like, well, that's fine, even if that's all it is. And she's like, I, I've already shown you everything, like, all my cards are on the table, so I finally feel like we're even at this point, like, with you telling me all of this. Um, and... You know, she goes, there's kind of a beat, and she's like, well, you know, you bled so much for me. Like, these are the wounds from the 100-man battle, right? Like, touching a scar is kind of like he was touching hers earlier to comfort her. And <laughs> she, she's like, oh, and, like, here's the wound I gave you earlier. And this is, like, the one, like, erotic thing I will list in this. But she, like, licks his wound, which has started bleeding again. Ew, blood play. Ew, blood play. Ew, nasty. <laughs> Um, who's into that? Y'all got penicillin? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Someone's gonna get tetanus. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she says, well, licking wounds is good enough. And then, <laughs> sorry. Um, and she's like, you know, I want a wound that I can say you gave me. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, Casca, but it worked. Um, I guess. <laughs> so... You know, they they start getting into it again. I, I genuinely... Sex scenes written, I don't sex know scenes written by a man. <laughs> no, I still genuinely don't know what she means by that. But, um, you know, they start up again. And it's a lot gentler this time. It's not nearly as frantic. They're both, like, doing things for each other. And she's thinking to herself, and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to change. And maybe my place is, like within Guts's heart and maybe I won't just be like receiving things I will be giving something to and uh, they kind of they, you know they have sex and it's a much better moment than earlier a little bit of a redemption arc for both of them uh, especially Guts though and they're laying together afterwards and Guts kind of has another little thought and he's like as I dozed off for some reason I recalled myself as a boy rubbing in the medicine Gambino gave me. Beside the boy, an oversized sword shine dimly. And it, like, has a picture of him on the log where he's, um, you know, like, thinking about, oh, Gambino gave me this. This was a good thing. Um, and then it has them falling asleep together. And that is the end of the volume. Slash! Slash. Yay. Yay! We did it! Yay. We did it, we did it. So... I, I, I do recommend like going back to read some of this stuff only because it is so corny. Um, it's pretty corny. It's de it's definitely something written by somebody in the early twenties, as far as like um, the dialogue itself, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the whole interaction where basically guts has like a you know trauma flashback is really well done, mm -hmm. only because like. I feel like he knew when to kind of make it stop, right? Like, it didn't, like, turn into, like, ooh, this is the perfect time to assault a woman, right? Yeah, thank God. So, yeah, that's that's one thing I did appreciate about it. And also, like, 
in my opinion, this is very much Mira doing the self-insert thing, like how much Guts like feels so terrible. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, I feel so bad about, like he is like, some of these expressions he gives us, it's like the most mortified we have ever seen him before. Um, Only followed, only made even more crazy by like, when he's just like telling Casca everything and he doesn't really know what's going on, right? He kind of like blacks out for a second. Like, the only other expresses we get as much as that are when he's like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did that to you. But yeah, I really do like these two chapters because it does give this moment like a time to breathe. Yeah. But also the, the cliffhanger isn't like, he's going to murder Casca. Like, I, that's not god. <laughs> what I got from it the first time around either. I was more so just like, uh... Like, kind of like Casca, right? Where she's like, uh what's going on <laughs> like is is he doing this right now but yeah i i do think some of it's kind of corny like give me a wound thing like i get it because oh you want him to stab you yeah um, no i mean i get but, it i just think it's so yeah. stupid it's stupid it's dumb it's bad it's dumb and bad in the licking his wound thing that was also dumb and bad but um i'll accept it's i'll accept it yeah. <laughs> i'll give you a pass this time uh, I I don't know. I really like both of these chapters a lot more than I expected. Like even um, having to sit through it in the anime was kind of awkward, but even then, it wasn't as bad as I expected. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. I feel like it could have been much much worse and like much more cringy. But yeah. I think I really think that guts having that moment, like as horrible of a moment as it is, it really like balances it out. Because we kind of go to them, like, being almost desperate with each other to, like, having that very serious moment and then, like, being like, okay, we can, like, calmly do this together. And we now both are, like, very vulnerable with each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first time they, they're having sex, you can kind of see, like, some of, some of Guts' expressions. It does look like he's kind of, like, going through the motions, right? Or he kind of has, like, his battle face on the first time, right? Yeah. And, like, he's just, like, pounding away. So, I... Yeah, it's a completely different tone. Because you can tell it's just, like... I guess they're, like, just taking frustration out of each other or something, right? And it's not nearly as, like, gentle as it is afterwards, right? Because he's talking about the scars or whatever, and they kind of just get to it. But then after they have that moment, it's like, you know... She kind of understands him more, mm-hmm. especially because he, bas- he he told her, like, basically exactly what happened, right? Like, it wasn't like a, oh, she's going to have to figure this out thing. He uh, had a breakdown <laughs> and explained yeah. it to her. And we kind of see her, you know, be really accepting of him and, like, accept him in this vulnerable moment, which is my favorite part of this chapter. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. it's really worth it for those parts. And, like, I don't know. There's... There is, like, so much to talk about this with this, but it is also just very serious, so I'm, like, trying to get my thoughts together on what I even mm-hmm. want to say, but I, like, the expression when he realizes that he just, like, told her literally everything, like, right after they were having sex for the first time, and he's just like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so sorry, yeah. but... Yeah, no, that that part was kind of, I don't know, I, I just remember, like, reading this and being like, this does feel, like, kind of, like, I don't know, it steps kind of out of the character, not the character of the manga, but, like, it, it 
it does feel more like grounded in reality because it's not just a bunch of swords <laughs> like right. people doing like flips in the air and shit like that right it is like two of our most strongest characters like having a vulnerable moment and one of them like quote unquote messes it up and I feel like that's kind of my favorite part too is how he's like this is your first time and it messes up for you and like we don't want to do this anymore and she's kind of like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> she's like uh, okay you can be upset about that but you just had a huge moment. Like, let's not focus on that, right? And it, it's kind of cool to kind of see that tone switch, right? It's not just about, you know, their little anger boners for each other. It, it, it's more than that. You know, they want to be there for each other. They both went through some stuff. And I feel like, you know, I, I do also like the part where Casca's like, oh, no, if I do this, is this going to make me, like, care about him more or something like that, which is also a thing people really do think. It's just very, like, young people doing it for the first time, right? <laughs> I don't know. I like her whole kind of progress, I guess, through, like, going from, oh, like, if I do this, it'll be, like, anyone I was, like, when I was serving Griffith, like, none of that will even matter anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, maybe change is a good thing right now, and this is something we can both do together instead of just one of us, like, muscling through it, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a really good, like, progression for both of them. Guts with him, like, actually being vulnerable for, like, basically the first time in his life. And then Casca and, like, sorting out her feelings about Griffith and Guts simultaneously and being able to come to terms with the fact that maybe she doesn't want the same things in life anymore. And that's a good thing, so... Right, right, yeah. I, I do like her monologue about that, because I feel like part of it is, like... Like, her, like, yeah, she does kind of think of it like that, but like you said, it's kind of kind of letting go and being like, well, maybe this is just how things should go, you know, because her mind has changed, and she shouldn't try to stick to that. Right. And for, for Guts, I mean, we don't really get, you know, too many of his thoughts until really, like, the end... But, you know, it, we do get that parallel of, like, you know, hit the boy and his sword and, you know, him laying down with Casca as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like that one is, like, I feel like that's, like, a good, like, you know, explainer for how their relationship has evolved, right? Like, they're, they're kind of side by side because Gut sees himself as, like, a weapon, right? Like, it's not even, like, oh, the sword is, like, an aid to something like, or something like that, right? Yeah. It's, like, they're kind of side by side for each other. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, there's, yeah. I don't know. I also think there's just, like, like, Guts being, like, weirdly sincere with her about, like, the scars and everything. And, like, probably being, like, one of the only people who would actually understand, like, her reaction to that and be able to comfort her, like, in that scenario. Like, I think if she was with, like, I mean, not even Griffith. Like, if she was with, like, any other guy, they might be, like, well, what? I guess you should be ashamed of that or whatever. But he's like, no, like, we both, like, know what it's like to go for something so hard that you get scars from it, you know? Like, I understand why you have those. And I don't think it's, like, a bad thing even, so. Right. And both of their scars are, like, very pronounced this whole time, right? Like, this is probably the most you can see them compared to other chapters besides, like, the big scars they all get, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... Back to the first sex scene, right? I do think it's funny because um, it just like the things he tries to use to be like, 
you know, this is very like rough or whatever, mm-hmm. like her bleeding and stuff. I think that that is that is one mm-hmm. of my favorite like sex myths or whatever. Is that like oh the you hymen bleed thing. from sex? Yeah. yeah, you you only bleed from sex from because of the hymen, and you only bleed from sex if it's like really rough or something like that. Yeah, I think that that is like two of the funniest myths in the world. But it's obvious, like he's trying to use that as indication, as like you know, like his like Casca's screaming the whole time and everything too, and. I do think that that is funny, but at the same time, like as I'm rereading it, I feel like he's trying to like also relate it to like, you know, the brutality of Guts's rape. Right. And it's like trying to show like, I feel like it's like two sides of like this brutality thing. Right. Like he's trying to use it in a good way because it's all kind of he knows, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a parallel to his rape. And I feel like it, it's, it's more apparent whenever like they make the transition between those two pages. Right. Right. Yeah, like I, I think it's well done, and, and because because it's unpleasant to think about, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it's no. not like it's like that is pretty fucked up. But I mean, it's like the only it is also as too, you know, like yes, yeah. The, the only context he has is roughness, and we, she doesn't say it this chapter, but I, there's a joke next chapter where Casca's like, "This is that was your first time too, wasn't it?" Right, and. Because it is, right? Like, he's never... All he knows is probably his assault and the shit he's seen on the battlefield. So, he's taking that on her, and it's kind of fucked up, too, because on on her part, I mean, what does she know, right? Right. The same shit. Like, like she was almost sold into, like, sex slavery. So, it's both of them, like, kind of trying to figure it out, and then, like, kind of the cool thing that happens is, after they're more vulnerable, and they realize it's not just about, like, trying to, like, you know like hurt each other basically they were able to you know share something more and and i do think that that is very well done even with you know the (laughs) very violent but also corny stabbing metaphor she gives but yeah i think i think the way it turns itself around is the best the best way i've read it happen in manga recently in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree i think that um I'll get back to that one (laughs) but I don't know I I think you're right because like you you talked about how he like kind of goes from being himself to like being his like serious mode self like his battle self when he's like Mm -hmm. trying to do it correctly or whatever when he's like this is how sex works right like this is what I should do and then, like, yeah. there's that slow transition, and you kind of almost don't even realize it's happening until, um, you know, it's very obvious that it's happening. Right. But, Which is, like, I think that's also, like, like, this is where I feel like shock stuff actually works. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like this is, like, a good moment, because that's how it would happen in real life, is, like, you don't want the memories to come up, but then they would just come up. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, those things can happen, like, even when you're doing something that is, like, quote-unquote enjoyable, right? Like, this, is, this isn't this is something he doesn't want. They both have, want to have sex with each other. But he still has these, like, you know, unbidden thoughts from, like, all the trauma he's been pushing down for years and years and years at this point. And sometimes that shit just kind of jumps you, you know? And you're like, oh, God, yeah. there it is. I'm, yeah. like, reliving all of my nightmares along with everything that happened. And then I'm, again, hurting someone that I love right after I had a flashback about hurting someone I loved, you know? 
and it's just right. like a lot of very layered things and I honestly think this is like one of the best like breakdowns I've seen in manga where like it doesn't get like weird and like too deranged or too corny or whatever like he's genuinely just like having a mental breakdown right in front of her and it's done yeah pretty well in my opinion because he's like going from like he's just like swinging wildly through like all of these emotions all of these processing everything and I'm just like, wow, that's uh, more relatable than I would like it <laughs> to be. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like you could. There's an easy way to read this and be like, oh wow, he really just spilled his guts. But like, I mean, yeah, he of course he does. Because yeah. I mean, what else is he gonna do? Because it's all that's in his head. And as we know him, right, he is not spoken. I don't like he's never spoken about this like ever. Like, there is not a single person he has ever talked to about this from what we've seen, right? So. If anything, this was like just waiting to come out, right? And this is probably the most vulnerable moment he had. So, for better and for worse, it comes out, right? Like both in the way he hurts Casca and in you know the way he's able to express himself. And I don't know. I feel like that is another part of it. Is like this is something he's been holding on to that nobody knows about him at all, and it had to come out, right? And now he like has to explain this. But even more so, it's cool to see like. Casca doesn't let him go like it's one of those things where it's not even in like the oh I can fix him way but it's like she could like tell that she needed he needed her basically like like she couldn't let him be by himself right even even after he left and even after she watched him walk away this is like her chance to walk after him again this time right which is kind of why we get that parallel of him walking away and like her looking after him but this time she goes after him like more rom-com type shit but done (laughs) but done you know in a really like readable and you know easy to understand way that i I really do appreciate right and um i don't know i like you said i feel like just the subtleties in this because like once again like even the way the second chapter ends like he doesn't have his battle face on he's not like you know trying to, like, shove her against the wall and, like, you know, get the job done or whatever. It's not, like, a task. Right. It is, like, you know, he's, like, closing his eyes. He's taking his time. He's not, like, trying to, like, watch her like she's, like, the enemy or something like that, right? right? Like, he's, he's, he's like, letting go of it. And, if, and you know, it's, like you said, it's almost too good because it kind of fucks you up when you think about, like, that is how a lot of people do see sex, whether mm-hmm. it's from trauma or not. But... Yeah, no. It, considering this came out in like the '90s or something, it's like, oh no, this is, <laughs> oh, good job. Yeah, like, like oh, wow, you, you did that 90s. really well. Like, I like it's it's like you named the chapter "Wounds" and you made a you made a really uh, corny line about wounds, but hey, it works. Yeah. Like, I really, I really feel like it's it's well done, and also just I feel like it's a kick in the head to the reader too because like we have not even gotten a reference to this in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's it's one of those things where like, yeah, it's been a long time since we've talked about Guts' assault and the way it's brought back up and we see some of the same imagery, which is what I like is like some of, some of the draw- drawings almost like exactly the same as they did, um, the first time we saw them. And I feel like that is like a good way to remind the reader, like all of this shit comes back. Like even the stuff from the beginning, but just like trauma, right? Like it all comes back eventually. And, like, this is something we're obviously going to keep seeing, you know, stuff. Not not just, you know, guts batting somebody away and be like, don't touch me. Like, it's going to kind of persist right. throughout the manga. Yeah, I 
I also think there's a parallel where she's hugging him from behind where it's like, I don't know. It's like what she wanted to happen with Griffith, right? Like it's yes. right after a very vulnerable thing. But, you know, she's grown a lot and she actually knows what to say this time instead of, like, trying to shut down the conversation. Just, like, right. kind of leaving it more open-ended. So, it, I mean, it shows how she's evolved yeah. and it also shows how, like... And you're, and you're talking about when, when Griffith was, like, in the river. himself in the river. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah. like, it's yeah. kind of a similar moment where Guts is coming out of this very, like, self-hating, like, you know, this is what happened, like... I fucked up, I need to go, and it's, like, not only, like, does she stop him from leaving, but it's also, like, kind of a mirror to what happened with Griffith, but this time she's actually yeah. able to help the person that she really wants to help. No, that's, and that's a great, that's a great point, because you're absolutely right, like, she didn't get that chance with Griffith, because part of it was that she thought Griffith was, like, invincible, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of with guts leaving and with all the conflicting feelings, I feel like part of it was her also really realizing he's not perfect either. Right. And being like, no, I can like do something about this. Like this is something she can actually like, like this time she can do something like you said. And that's a good point. I totally didn't even think about that because it has a lot of parallels to that scene as well. And I mean, if you you think about it, like literally, right. Like she had all her armor on last time when she saw Griffith and he was naked Mm -hmm. and, you know, she went into the water to get him but she wasn't able to like, you know, save him from, you know, blaming himself. And this is her chance to kind of do that. And, you know, this time she's got all her armor off. She's got all her scars bared and everything too. And they're able to, you know, share in that. And I, I, I do like that Guts kind of like nudged her in that direction before he had his moment, right? Like he was trying to let her know, like, you know, I understand you. Like we all have scars and stuff too, right? But she took it like a step further with, you know, everything that happened to them. And, you know, he knows what happened to her. Right. So I feel like she was like, well, you know, I can step in this time too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We both have a lot of things going on. Neither of us are perfect. Like, it's okay if, like, what we're doing isn't perfect. And we're just like, comforting each other. Like, that's an okay thing for this yeah. to be. It doesn't need to be anything more than that in this moment. I think that's also, like, an important message. Like, I don't know, whenever you're having any kind of intimate relationship, whether it's, like, sexual or not, like, sometimes things are just very simple, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes that's just what it needs to be. And that can be a really good thing for some people. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I really did like about the end of this chapter is when Casca does say her line about, you know, He's, he's like, we'll just be licking each other's wounds at this point. You know, is he kind of questions, like, what's the point of having sex right now if it's not going to be, like, you know, this intimate, passionate thing? And it, it gets, and, you know, this is a, this is whenever the, the micro sex positive movement happened like five or six years ago or whatever, a good point that was brought up a lot is that, you know, sex doesn't always have to be, like, this monumental, like, life-changing thing, right? Not even the first time you have sex has to be this monumental, life-changing thing. Um, and I like that Casca kind of like brings him back down to earth. Like it's kind of like, don't get in your head so much about it. Like we were trying to do this in the first place just cause you know, it felt right. And it has nothing to do with like, you know, the moment in or out of it. Like this doesn't affect the rest of our lives, which is like really important too, considering that's what she was kind of thinking before is like, is this going to affect my relationships after this? Like, 
if I have sex with him. And like, you know, that experience kind of brought her back down to earth as well, which like, I wish she didn't have to get choked in like a not fun during sex to to get to that. But I mean, you know, like I said, I feel like this is strangely one of the less, like, I feel like this says something a lot about Berserk, right? This is one of the less egregious things to happen to a woman in this thing, as far as like the list of egregious things, especially because this one actually feels like it has like a point. That's what I was. It has like, yeah, it it comes from somewhere, um, especially because we're around the corner from, uh, smaller little things that happen where I'm like, why did this? Need yeah. Um, um, you know, and another thing, another random detail I did think was funny when I was reading this is I don't know what the laws are about genitals in like manga and stuff. You can't, when you read them. this, right? Yeah. So you can like see like the outline of Guts's dick sometimes. So, all, but all you really get there in the scene is like butts. And I think it's so funny, but you can always see Casca's boobs every time that's not that's not gonna go away they just have to give us that you i've been confused because i've read actors and they sometimes do show vaginas so i'm like i have no idea what's going on i don't know what the censorship is here i don't Uh, know what's going on i think there's like a certain amount you are allowed to show technically um i know with dicks it's more so kind of like it is here uh but Okay, uh, reminder, this is a rated R podcast. Um, like, yeah. in, like, explicit, like, Yuri and stuff, it's really funny, because sometimes they'll just, like, censor out the clit and, like, put a thin line, like, across the middle oh, of the Oh, that's so funny to me. It's so funny. It, or, it's, or it's, like, when they have a whole dick, but they, like, censor, like, where the head, like, starts. Yes. And they censor, like, the tip. And it's, yes. like, sir, that is still a dick shooting jizz out of it like i can't like uh, what are you trying to do right what do you think no but i <laughs> i love that and i love the invisible dick where it's just like missing there like it's a censored version and you can like see all the outline stuff but it's just like a blank white space in the shape of a dick it's really yeah. funny yeah yeah it's it, it, yeah so just just so for our only uh listening people just so you know that, like, that's what we're working with here. It's like it's just boobs, and um, the the uh, the the um, general representation of a penis that's just kind of like a blur. Lacroix penis, like, ma- yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lacroix penis. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I no, I, I really do like these chapters, though. I I remember this is when like my interest kind of like picked up more like i was i was still interested in the manga but i didn't expect this because it is really well pulled off right like they we have both of these fucked up characters finally share like this very like tender moment right and it doesn't feel super forced it comes after you know something very intense right but Mm -hmm. you know it ends up you know kind of rounding out who our characters are and we get the reason we can do three chapters is because honestly the next chapter has a lot of shit in it yeah is important for what we have coming up as well, because <laughs> yeah, there's like a flashback. Guts finally tells us what he's up, what he was up to for a year. Um, there's more of Casca's boobs. Cause that's like half of this manga, oh. but um, yeah, no, I, I do. I do uh, commend Mira for this because I feel like he kind of did put a lot of time into like trying to make this like make sense, especially because it's like, Hey, even if you ran away, Guts, um, 
you still got shit following you that it will come up even when you're not expecting it, mm-hmm. which is kind of the theme for him post uh, big event. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's I think this is like out of honestly out of most of the manga I've read, even stuff that's like BL or whatever. Like I think this mm-hmm. is honestly one of the better sex scenes I've like read manga so there's that going for it at least but um it's like I don't know like the initial part is pretty rough but like I feel like it doesn't dwell on anything too much you know like it's all just kind of like happening in succession to like illustrate what's going on and then you know we get into the trauma flashback and then we get into like a more gentle moment but he doesn't like linger on that too long or make us like revisit a bunch of things like he's just kind of like and then they were done and i'm like okay that's cool yeah yeah he doesn't like you know it it, like this doesn't like stick around too long right because we get like the the finishing up with some stuff next chapter um but once again it's mostly like Guts talking about like what was he up to for a year and like kind of why he left right he goes into the more detail about that but this moment is given the space it needs and then it's out of the door. Right. Right. Which is good because like, that's what, what I do like about Berserk is it does incorporate a lot of genre, different genres. And this is one of those times where it's it's like, okay, we're going to take a break from the head splitting stuff for just five minutes (laughs) and show you that we do know how to develop our characters. Right. So now, now Casca and Guts are at this point where like, they're not really holding back those feelings anymore. They can, they can kind of be open about it, but as we see soon, they still have a lot of shit they need to yeah. <laughs> figure out, considering they lost half the fucking band of the hog. So, um, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. So, ne- next time we'll see more of them, uh, you know, post coital cuddling or whatever the fuck. And then we finally get back to the plot, which is where the fuck is Griffith and how are we going to get him back? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I do. I am looking forward to the next chunk of this manga because it reminds me of other mangas I've read or other like <laughs> animes I've watched where I'm like, oh, okay, this is generally like kind of the idea of this, like the little like Scooby-Doo moment where they're like sneaking around doing shit. But <laughs> yeah, no, um, I- I'm excited to get to chapters um, 47 through 49, but, but yeah, no, um, Shout out to Mira for um, not doing a not doing a terrible job today with Costco. Okay. Really, really appreciate that. He gets a little gold star sticker on his uh, chart. Yeah, yeah. There you go on his chart of how did I treat this character, and then we're gonna just rip all the Costco stars away. Yeah, we're just gonna tear um, it. He's like, it's like when you're in kindergarten and like your teacher finally moves you back to like the little green light square and we're about to move Mira all the way to the red light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We have to back that shit all the way the fuck up. But, but yeah, I, I do want to, speaking of uh, main characters doing things that are not, um, they're not pleasant. Oh, yeah, I um, Slap. I, I saw this thread going around. This kind of reminds me of the one we talked about, about the books, but I saw this thread and then I saw another thread that somebody posted that was older but the first thread i saw was somebody saying here's why breaking bad is not good and most of the reasons were like the main character does bad things right and then i saw another thread that was like okay so i'm watching blade runner and harrison ford is the main character but he's going after these innocent um androids why am i supposed to be rooting for him 
um, besides the fact that he's Harrison Ford. Blade Runner? And this is, yeah, Blade Runner. Yeah. So, so um, this is just your weekly, uh, your bi-weekly public service announcement that the main character is not always <laughs> someone you're supposed to be rooting for in media. I, I know that this is, this is like crazy. I know that we got tri- we got fooled by all the Heisenberg shirts that were sh- sold in 2009, 2010, and all people like to like make blue meth and stuff. But um, there's this thing called antagonists, and sometimes they are the main character, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I've I, I the, the the discourse has gotten very stale on it. Um, just 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 once again, I'm I'm gonna try to find the thread where we talk, but I just. I just see a lot of like media takes where people like to blame superhero movies for it, which they're partially to blame. But there's like this thing where it's like, dang, this main character did something bad. Guess I can't like this thing anymore. And it's like, all right, well, I guess we've just lost all critical thought now. <laughs> yeah, no. What, what are you talking about? Um, God, yeah. I mean, obviously we, we're reading Berserk, so... <laughs> you know, we we've talked about this before too. Where like, there's a lot of imperfect characters, and there's a lot to discuss about all of that. But I, I mean, Shaval and I have both like either played or read Danganronpa and stuff. We've both played yeah. so many games where it's like, I don't know, it's like morally questionable whether the like protagonist is doing a good thing or not and i would say like honestly like there's even games where it's entirely based around that you know like the point of the game is to have you consider those things it's just very funny seeing it for like very old not old but like older media i guess (laughs) just kind of out of nowhere yeah like hey this thing and i'm like okay like yeah i and you know, I get why people are talking about Breaking Bad specifically because I think I think Better Call Saul just ended, right? Yeah, it so did. A lot of people were watching. Yeah, people were watching Breaking Bad to like catch up before whatever. People who never watched it before are watching it now, right? And I just think it's so funny because it's like I, I don't know. I've just never understood watching media in that light, right? Especially because I feel like the other way is like so much more interesting, where it's like. Here's a character you may or may not like, and here's a bunch of shit that's happening to them. And it's like, okay, cool, I'm I'm here. Um, so anytime this discourse comes up, I always wonder like what people are like, what like, what their general consumption habits are yeah. like, with media, because if that is like how they view stuff, like how have they been consuming like every other thing? Because I feel like even like people like to blame Marvel movies, but like. Even some of the Marvel movies are kind of like, hey, what they're doing right now is not good. Yeah. Like, there's a whole saga that's based on the fact they destroyed New York City. <laughs> yeah. And everybody hates them for it. Like, but I, I sometimes wonder if that's not obvious. Yeah. Yeah, like, is that not obvious enough for some people? Like, I don't know. I, it always confuses me. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean... It's always hard for me to tell, like, Marvel motivations. I mean, like, I understand them, but sometimes it just feels kind of confused because, like, on one hand, it's, like, a propaganda tool, right? And on the other hand, they, like, are trying to tell, like, the comic book story itself, which is not always propaganda, and sometimes it's even, like, a direct criticism thereof. So it gets, like, very muddled in some areas, and sometimes they're like, this person is bad, and I'm like, 
yeah okay and then they're like that's it and I'm like okay <laughs> I, thought we were, I thought we were doing something for a second but apparently not um but I mean I feel like that's kind of why they have changed so many characters recently too like they keep introducing like more obscure characters and just being like ah fuck it blank slate let's go instead of like yeah. actually like exploring it I'm actually really concerned because they're um, introducing Sabra back into the MCU. And uh-huh. do you know about her? N- no, okay. not entirely. I just found out about her. I actually knew about her before, had forgotten it, and then I was rereading something and I was like, God damn. Um, oh, the Israeli superhero. Yeah, the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah like, so this is to be racist. <laughs> I th- I think so. I think that this is definitely um, so. Like you said earlier, Marvel has a contract with the U.S. Uh, uh, government mm-hmm. to promote their stuff. This is not like a thing. Like if you if you hear me say this and you think this is like a conspiracy or something, it's not. Go look it up. They have a con. They've had multiple contracts. Um, I think Captain Marvel was used to promote the Air Force, even though part of the movie is against war, which is why people get confused, right? Um, so. I always keep that in mind. I think specifically this is being brought back because of all of the Israeli shit. Um, The U.S. is fully invested in the Israeli side of um, them fucking up Palestine right now. So, yeah, I think they're bringing this back straight up as propaganda. Um, I saw them do it with Wonder Woman. They will definitely do it with Marvel. Wonder Woman was fucking wild. The way that they got away with how absolutely propagandistic that fucking movie was is is hysterical the last the second wonder woman movie that movie is so islamophobic it is actually insane (laughs) that it came out the year that it did right (laughs) so i'm not surprised that they brought back a war criminal hero Uh, and the lady who's playing her is also i think she used to be like like in the IDF or something, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Christ, I mean, but, yeah, that's, they're they're that's they're going me. balls in with it. Yeah, yeah. I just it, it's just kind of insane to me some of the choices they made, especially like that stuff, kind of in conjunction with like um, making uh, oh gosh, like Scarlet Witch not Romani anymore and stuff like that. Yes. Like, yeah. It's very yeah. obvious what's going on, and I'm just kind of like, oh, goodness. Um, and like, like you said, like when you talk about it, people are like, oh, that's like, that's crazy. Like, why would you say that? And it's like, no, because it's it's true. And I mean, like, that's why they re-released yeah. a Top Gun movie this year because recruitment's down, and they had to get hype back up yeah. for it. You know, like, no. When and when when the uh, student loans got forgiven a couple weeks ago, where um, they announced that a couple weeks ago, um, they were already the army people had to delete some tweets because they were already basically saying, "Oh fuck, we have less reasons that people in list now." Oh my god, I missed that. So so here's the thing, like like whether like I love I, I, I like a lot of Marvel stuff, right? I have not kept up with it nearly as much in the last two or three yeah. or four years, right? I, I just haven't. Like I think the last one I saw was the Spider Man movie because I fucking love Spider Man. It's just something even if even when it's Tom Holland sadly. Um he's not he's like the worst one. Yeah. But but like I I'm I'm looking up the woman now, right? And she's she's my the woman who's playing um Sabra, uh-huh. her name is, yeah, Shira Haas, and she's she is Israeli, right? So like they're they're going like full in with this, right? 
So I don't, and somebody we've never heard of, like, we don't know who these people are, right? It's like, that's the thing is like, America is doing this on purpose. Like, we have these contracts, they have these things they can bring back. I feel like when people, when we say this, people like to think that like, the government like visits the Marvel headquarters every day and is like, we want you to do this with your story. And they have meetings every day or something. Yeah. It's, it's not all that. It's like a couple different calls to do a couple of different things. Like it's not like that meticulous. Right. And yeah. also when you have people believing that it's a conflict, quote unquote, between uh, Palestinians and uh, the IDF, then it, yeah, it's really easy to get away with shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, I, I, I get why people get confused, right? But I, I just I just think it's insane that, you know, they just do this shit like right in front of our faces and we're supposed to be like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. No problem, boss. <laughs> and I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, rules in, like, Hollywood where, like, if you are producing something that is, like, like has the military in it or is, like, anything kind of superhero thing like they do have to like vet it before you air it and Mm -hmm. so like by they i mean like the u.s military has to check it out and so like there's this (laughs) very big push to keep like a very squeaky clean image and be like oh like maybe we mess up sometimes but that's just that's just the shitty soldiers there's good soldiers and like i don't know i've had several discussions with people lately because like on one hand like i think there are veterans who like have come to terms with the fact that they were really fucked over and that they did shitty things and i think it's good for them to be able to talk about those things openly and i'm like i want to make it clear i'm not shitting on them i'm not shitting on people who've been hurt by the military but i do think that like Mm -hmm. you know you (laughs) you did join up regardless you know and i know that a lot of times it seems like there's not always a choice but there there is a choice regardless so it's very hard for me to like uh kind of articulate how i feel about some of this just because i do have sympathy for that kind of situation but at the same time like i also have sympathy for everyone who is being killed for your tuition so it's you know (laughs) it's i i i have more sympathy for them than i do for you not being able to pay your student loans because they're the ones who died so yep i don't know it's it's a very predatory system and it doesn't really help anybody except you know the u.s imperialist state or whatever see yeah see bringing it back full circle yeah that's that's the thing right i i feel i feel like i feel like a lot of people don't understand that like you know stuff is like intentioned a lot of things are intentional Mm -hmm. like it's not unintentional they're for some reason bringing back an israeli superhero that we have not seen in marvel comics in fucking forever right for a reason we we have not seen yeah we have literally not seen this character for a fucking reason for decades at this point like if you go look up art of her it's old as fuck like they don't like they don't use the character anymore so i i I, like I, I feel like this just goes into like the whole thing about critical thinking about this, right? Like, yeah, I'm sorry if you are in the military and you know you got taken advantage of. I do feel sorry for you because the military industrial complex is like it, it's fucking trash. It chews young people up and spits them out um, for a dollar, um, literally. So that a lot of times they fucking die and they waste a lot of their lives getting indoctrinated. But at the same time, you know, like who are you really mad at? 
Like, <laughs> you can't be like, don't be mad at me or anybody else who got their loans forgiven. Like, like I'm sorry, that's not what that's for. So I, I don't know. I as far as like the critical thinking goes, like, like whenever you watch a movie and maybe the main character isn't the best guy, like maybe yeah, maybe maybe Adam Sandler isn't a good guy in uh, in Uncut Gems. I may be I might be wrong about that. I've You've watched that still. I've I've only watched it several times. It's <laughs> it's a good movie. It's it's. It is. I was being it, sincere. I need to. It, it, so. Oh yeah, no. It's like a panic attack as a movie. If I'm being totally oh, honest, because like it's like so many times in that movie, you're like, "What are you doing?" But yeah, like like if you watch a movie like that and you're like, "Wow, this movie's terrible. This guy's doing a bunch of bad stuff and nobody likes it." It's like, yeah, because there are more stories to be told than hero fixes problem, right? So, like. And I feel like the Hero Fixes Problem storyline is being taken advantage of by a lot of Marvel stuff. Because now they are starting to, like, blur the lines of, like... Remember when we used to criticize the fact that uh, we used a, we used a Iron Man's whole, you know, shtick as a weapons dealer to, like, orchestrate oh. several, several storylines. And it all culminated in this one Spider-Man movie where he lost his fucking identity. He lost his right to having an identity. And yeah. drones started blowing everything up because of Tony Stark's war crimes. Yeah, we're going to take all that out of the window now. Because that's the thing. Yeah, like, they, they have shit like that. That's why it's so confused. They have shit like that in there where it's like, yes, this is the consequences of Tony doing things for money. Mm-hmm. But then alongside that, they're like, but also here's our new Israeli superhero. Go Israel. Like, it's... <laughs> it's so, like, two-faced, you know? Uh, it really so, is. Like, so, like, it's one of those things where, like, as I'm talking it out, I'm realizing, like, I can't blame people sometimes because I feel like the media does intentionally try to co- yeah. confuse us. Like, it does try to, like, sell you both sides of a story, even though sometimes one side is way more fucked up than the other one. Um, but at the same time, like, y'all, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not watching, like, a name an HBO drama or fucking series and then thinking, oh, yeah, no, Tony Soprano is the good guy in this situation. <laughs> I really fuck. I really fuck with the mob. Actually, they are all good people. And uh, when one of them dies, they didn't deserve it. Like that's like, like that's, that's not how you should be consuming media. I'm sorry. It's just, no. it's not it. Yeah. I mean, make choices for yourself, like <laughs> make interpretations or whatever. I did see something uh, that kind of ties into what you're saying about like, not entirely blaming people. We're like, and, I mean, we've talked before about how the American school system is just going to hell in a handbasket, but, like, there's not nearly as much, like, reading comprehensive stuff mm-hmm. anymore, like, within Ooh. school stuff. And, like, if you, I, that's where I kind of learned the basis of that. I developed it a lot on my own because I read other things, and my parents also wanted me to be, like, that, like, super smart AP SAT kid or whatever. <laughs> but, like... Don't they all? I know. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, but, like, there's not as many of those resources that are as obvious anymore, despite having mm-hmm. the whole internet. But, like, I, I've complained out here multiple times about how kids just genuinely don't know how to look things up half the time, no. which is yeah. so weird to me. But then I think about how, like, social media works for them. And I started thinking about this because... Um, some people were confused that Tumblr doesn't have an algorithm and that it's just Mm -hmm. like a linear thing because, you know, it was originally a blog site. It wasn't like it was for microblogging or whatever. 
And like, they were like, why doesn't it have an algorithm? And it was like, because it doesn't need one because you curate it by looking for things and like finding things according to your interest. Yeah. yeah. And that's so foreign to people because it's just given to them. And I'm not saying this like, oh, kids, these guys just get stuff handed to them. Like, I'm saying that there's literally programs that are orchestrated to give you like a certain set of things based off what it thinks about you. Right. No, absolutely. It's, it's curating content for you, whether you like it or not. Right. And the more you interact with it, the more it'll push you down a certain path. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it'll keep doing that on ever all of these apps, like whether it's Instagram turning into TikTok or TikTok itself or Twitter, Twitter does, Twitter is doing this more and more every fucking day, which is annoying because it used to not be like that as much. And I, I agree. Facebook, and I feel so. like, Oh yeah, no fa- Yeah. Face. Oh yeah. Facebook shit. Facebook was like the OG of that mm-hmm. shit. Right. And like, they used to like, just start gathering data like willy nilly. So I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I feel like the algorithm stuff, Specifically for the younger people, because they're getting the more recent access to the internet. Right. It's taking away their ability to research. It's taking away their ability to, like, actually, like, dig into stuff. Because we can't, especially because we kind of did this thing to them where they were like, well, actually, actual internet research isn't research. Even though, yes, Googling can definitely be the the launching point to finding other things afterwards, right? Slap. Slap. But yeah, I, I appreciate you guys coming again to uh, episode 29 of Let's Unpack That. We, we we got through probably one of the most, probably the only Tinder scene we'll see for a while. Yeah, I hope <laughs> y'all enjoyed it. Longer. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoy um, more trauma and more destruction from this point on because, God damn it, it's time for the Band of Hawk to go save uh, Griffith. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah, so... Um, We'll, I'll go ahead and do our whole spiel here. Uh, our Gmail is we're packing, we're unpacking it at gmail.com. Our Twitter is let's underscore unpack underscore it. And our Instagram is at um, unpack that pod. So yeah, um, go ahead and hit us up on all those different places. Go, go check us out. We're going to, we're, we're still keeping up with our posting. It's so funny. I'm kind of watching to see what Instagram does. Yeah. To see how many more reels we're going to post because they're still testing stuff out, but everything's going to be pretty video based soon. Yeah. So um, we're trying we'll see how that goes, but it might, it might come down to just like posting clips every now and then, or, you know, posting little updates and stuff. We're trying to kind of figure out what we want to do with that. Cause I don't want it to be too repetitive, I guess, <laughs> but yeah, 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 we don't want it to be too, too, too dumb, but yeah, th- thanks for everybody who interacts with that stuff. It does help more pe- people reach our podcast. We are seeing more of you, more listeners and stuff. So um, the, the 20 or 30 of you guys, though, who turn into every episode, shout out to y'all. That's really awesome. Yeah, y'all are great. Thank you. Tuning in all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to catch us, my um, at is at Cheval P on Twitter. Um, it seems like I'm tweeting less now, but it's only because I'm tweeting more in my circles just so I can let people know what kind of dumb shit I'm doing. Gotta be his friend. Um, you have to, you have to be my friend. Sorry. Um, and we also have Cal's Twitter at Botanical Night. Um, go see him yell about stuff there as well. Mostly, um, mostly Guilty Gear as well. I'm on proof right now, but if you guys add me, I'll add you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, private is the way to go on Twitter anyway, so I don't blame you. Um. Yeah, but but thank thanks guys for tuning in to episode twenty nine. We are glad we got to you know talk about that really tender moment with you guys, and we will see you guys next time for 
holy shit, episode 30. Holy, holy Whoa, shit. Oh, look at us. We're, we're, we're moving right along. Yeah. Episode 30 and chapters, if I'm not mistaken, 47. But yeah. Yes. But again, like he said, thank you guys so much. And we're glad y'all are still enjoying this. If you have any ideas for what you want to see on social media, by the way, uh, please let us know. Just send us an email or like ping us on something because we're always down for ideas. We're only two people. And we're the same person sometimes. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, just just shoot shout out shout out to us if you need anything. And once again, thanks for Joseph for sending us a message. Really appreciate you. Was- and you know, we're looking to move forward to more messages from you guys. So yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys uh hopefully in actually two weeks this time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but until then. All right, catch you later.